ambiguous, with a person staffing the window, a crowd of passengers milling about, but nothing apparently happening. We approach one window with just one customer, a woman in a sleek black overcoat, in my imagination, an employee of one of Moscow's posh law firms or energy companies, yelling at the top of her lungs at the agent on the other side of the glass. She steps aside, stewing, clearing a path for us. Deep breaths, deep breaths. Здравствуйте, Sergei says to the ticket agent, who just stares back. She has cropped hair that's dyed a color popular among many Russian women. It's an unnatural red, slightly less orange than a carrot, and clashing dramatically with her apple-red Russian railways vest. Her name tag identifies her as Anna Nikitinka. I see Anna's mouth move, and I'm fairly certain I hear something. But it's barely audible. There's a speaker on our side and a microphone on Anna's, but the system is not accomplishing much. Sergei yells the details of the tickets we want. Third-class tickets in a few days from Yaroslavl to Nizhny Novgorod, then a few days later to Izhevsk. This seems to have done something productive because Anna begins slamming keys on her keyboard. Something totally inaudible. Sergei, что? What? Anna. Something totally inaudible. Sergey, David, she wants to know if we want insurance. Me. For what? Sergey, I don't know, and it would be confusing to ask. Okay, no. Anna, something that sounds vaguely like splum to me. Sergey, sto, sto. Anna, inaudible. Sergey, bedsheets. Me. Yes, please. Sergey, da, da. Sailboats, seashells. Anna, 3590 rubli. Me. 3590 rubles. I understood that. Sergey, nice. Got the money? We pay, it's around $120 total for two third-class seats on these legs of our journey, and we receive beautifully printed pink tickets with the gold seal of the Russian railways, the reward for all of our troubles. As we walk away, the woman in black returns to the window, and she begins screaming at Anna. Misery loves company, and just for fun, I decide to linger. Sergei translates what the woman in black is yelling at Anna about. You didn't tell me when you sold me this ticket that I was in an upper berth. Do I look 20 years old? I have high blood pressure. I can't travel like that. Sergei explains that this outburst is likely more about status than this woman's health. To many Russian travelers, third class alone isn't quite as low as it gets. Third class with an upper berth is rock bottom. It brings the indignity of having to climb up like a monkey anytime you want to reach your sleeping space. To Russians, it's like being spotted driving a bad car. David, a Russian may work in agriculture and have a job digging mud, Sergei tells me as we both lean against a wall near the ticket counters. But if it makes him enough money to buy a fancy car he's happy to boast about, so be it. It's not about what business you're in. It's about whether the business makes you the money you need to drive the car around. Status is everything. It's a reality that often becomes comical. I recall once marveling at it inside a wine bar in Austria. Rose and I were on vacation there and told the bartender we were living in Russia. He told us that he had just had a table full of Russian businessmen who asked for his most expensive bottle of Austrian wine. I told these guys that my favorite bottle is actually cheaper. The pricey one is really not a good year, the bartender said. But they almost sounded angry and cut me off.